Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halloween sports podcast. This is episode 90 for the week of September 3rd, 2019. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, a.k.a. I'm going to give myself one of these this time. The man who smells like charcoal. And this week, I'm joined by <laughs> the man who's been to the Minnesota State Fair not once, but twice. Will, a.k.a. I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Labor Day evening? I'm doing good, man. I have to ask, why do you smell like charcoal? Great question, Will. Thank you for asking. Uh, we had like a little picnic at the at the ravine park that we live near. Okay. And uh, yeah, so they have, you know, like when you go to a park and they have those like barbecue stations set up. I don't know what the fuck they're called. They're like the square ones? Yeah. They're just small grills, yeah. right? Yep. They're charcoal grills. Yeah. And uh, so we used one of those. It's been weathered. There was rust all over the place. So we put tinfoil down to cook our meat on. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of charcoal. It was a lot of smoke. And uh, a lot of it came towards me. So I smell like charcoal today. You know, it smells good when you're cooking shit on it. doesn't smell good when you're not. I mean, so. there's, you could probably smell like worse things out there, right? Oh, so, clearly. Well, we'll take the charcoal smell. Yeah, I could smell like my kid's shit. I don't want to smell <laughs> oh, like that. God. I'm good. <laughs> Josh, what do we have on this episode? That's a great question, Will. Thank you for asking again. This week on HCS Pro Talk, we have the end of an era. We have news, Will. Lots of it. We have tournament announcements and recaps, of course. And finally, we have our UGC's The Halo Classic Atlantic City preview. Because believe it or not, Will, that means uh, there's a big old tournament happening next weekend. And by next weekend, I mean this coming weekend. And it's going to be a big one. The big boy. Are you excited for it? I'm very excited for it. But you know what, Will? Before we get into any of that, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! We have some Rostermania. Oh, do we? Yes, we do. Um, let's roll through the Halo Atlantic City free agent list provided by NoobCombo.com. It's a wonderful Google Doc. Oh, you know what I should say before you go through the Google Doc? What's that? So I could have included um, some of the newly announced UGC's Atlantic City rosters here as well. But since we have the preview show later on in the show, we're going to include that in roster recap. So we'll take it away. Sounds good. Um, let's go through the Halo 3 free agents that are listed here. We have iBeast and Cynicals, Rigorino, Night Shadow 117, E2K Nova, ICN Deadlie, Bandemonium, Bumsauce, Gunstrafe, uh, Faruka, Bazooka, Wartime, Crutch, EBK, Night Fury, Phantom Snake, and Fable. Not Fable. I don't know who this is. Hopefully we can get it sorted out eventually. Um, I think it was talked about in the Discord server as well. Pe people asked if it was Fable, yeah. but it wasn't spelt the way they were, right. they yeah, were saying yeah, it. Yeah. So um, Let's run through partial teams. We have two listed right now. One is Insanity Gaming. This is Zydo and Mixer Honor. The second um, does not have a current name, but is Life Alert and Mike Fathom. Next up, we do have some Halo 5 free agents listed. Um, we have D-Man, 8, Hyro, XCIII, and again, Fable. So I'm going to go with Fable. Do it up. And then all Fable is also on the Halo CE free agents list as well. So he's out there looking for someone to compete with. And really, that's, uh, that's all we have for Roster Mania this week. All right. Short, sweet, and to the point. But like we said, we have rosters coming up in Roster Recap later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. But that means it's time for COD. Another game's a watch. So, Will, guess what we got this week? What is it? Uh, actually, a lot of 
it's it could be potentially great for the future, but it was kind of a really sad moment that took place over the week. Uh, for those who don't know, um, first and foremost, let's get these two out of the way. Team Reciprocity and uh, 100 Thieves are actually not going to be represented in the Call of Duty 2020 season. So for those who don't know, Call of Duty is going uh, the franchising route for 2020 at least, which means that uh, no offense to Reciprocity and 100 Thieves and the, all the other organizations as well, but there are a lot of big names, a lot of big money coming into the fold here, and franchising means cities, uh, means big state representation, um, and Will, I don't know if you knew this, but Minnesota's going to have a team. I saw that. Yep, and obviously I'll be buying merch because... Got to rep Minnesota. Absolutely. Uh, but no, it, it is sad to see that Reciprocity and 100 Thieves aren't really going to have that chance um, in that space. Hopefully they're able to come back um, because I think that they stand for some great things with that in the industry, and they're doing things right. And that, that's one of the big things that we talk about on the show is we want organizations to do things the right way. So... Reciprocity, Hunter Thieves, they're doing that. Um, it is sad to see them in this state, but we'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. Um, Nate Shot, excuse me, Nate Shot actually put out a YouTube video he about um, Hunter Thieves leaving. Yep. And he, you could tell he was just heartbroken, um, but it wasn't the right business decision. He said they are still a startup. Right. They, um, they need to focus their money in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, and it would be too much of a risk for them to move that franchise route and basically put their whole business out based off a of call of duty that, yep. I mean, if they were One to go game. that route. Yeah. So, um, they're playing it smart and they're doing what they have to do. Um, but from what I've seen, how they're, they're, they're going to be there eventually. Oh I yeah. Think, I think they, they just have to work up to it. Right. They're making all the right moves and that's the biggest thing. And then also, uh, I believe it was Nate shot who came right back and said that they're actually looking for a uh, counter-strike roster. Yes. So they, I believe they said they're going to, the next, the finals, I believe, and they're going to be scoping out talent there. Um, I don't know if it was finals or a major or whatever, but they're going to a, an event for Counter Strike. They're going to be scoping out players. They're going to be looking for top tier talent for their uh, soon to be Counter Strike roster. So, congratulations to them. That's awesome. Um, the next thing is MLG vets take their leave, and it looks like I added a bunch of letters there in accident. So, we're going to completely mitigate that. But so this was, this news to me came out of nowhere. So um, I guess we'll just say this. So Mr. Adam AP has been with the, has been with MLG for damn near forever. Um, here's what he said on Twitter. And I quote, after working on close to 60 games and hundreds of live event programs, I've decided to leave Activision Blizzard. More importantly, after 16 years, my time as a member of the MLG family has come to an end. I'm not done. I'll be sharing what I'm doing next very soon but I'll be running more events and building more programs with my team. Many of you know how to reach me if you need me, but if you want to drop me a line, it's uh, A-P-I-C-E-L-L-A-Adam at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, he's been around for the longest time. For those who don't know, uh, Activision Blizzard purchased MLG. Like they acquired MLG as a company. So that's take that as you will. Um, I know people have a lot of reservations about Activision Blizzard, um, especially with the way things have been going currently. So we'll see what happens. But th that wasn't the only individual who decided to take a leave. Uh, 
Puckett did as well, and this is from him on Twitter, and I quote, Today marks the end of the MLG era for me. 16 years and hundreds of events later, the last of the founding fam are stepping away. Thank you to everyone who poured their hearts into making esports what it is today. I will never forget where we started and what we built. So, um, Chris Puckett, for those who don't know, he's been around for a very long time as well. Uh, I believe got his start on the Halo events, just like MLG did. And uh, for those who have not been paying attention to Puckett, he's been working, I believe, as a freelance on um, the Overwatch League. And for those who don't know about the Overwatch League, yes, it's an Activision Blizzard game, but uh, MLG is the company that broadcasts, runs the tournaments and all that. So keep that in mind. Um, but no, Puckett said he's really not going anywhere either. He's still going to be working freelance, but they have... they. I imagine that they have ideas. And we were speculating about this in the Discord as well. Like, what if they came back? What if all these people, because they're not the only two that left. It was a lot of, so you know when um, Optic got bought out, right? And a lot of the founding Optic members left. And they're like, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to leave this to them. Whatever, okay? Optic for life, basically. And they came up with that, like, old guard line, you know? Um part of me just speculates what if they what if all these people who left MLG come back together make their own thing and people have been speculating in the discord like what if they do the halo events for infinite right so it's not MLG but it's basically MLG it's MLG without the name and because I was thinking about it and if they made their own organization or broadcast network whatever they want to do they have the talent for it they have the knowledge and they've done this for so long. They know the ins and outs of it. They know what works. They know what doesn't work and they'd be their own people. You know, they wouldn't have this overarching umbrella watching over them the whole time. They'd be able to do what they want. The, the only thing that they would need to do is again, build up money. Right. Absolutely. So that, that could be, I mean, you could get stuck right back where you were. If you reach out to investors, then they have control. It could be very difficult, but, if they, you're right. The talent's there. They know what to do. Yep. I'm really hoping so. I think it'd be incredible. But uh, And then also Puckett was talking on Twitter about um, getting everybody together for a podcast to talk about the past, present, and future. I think that'd be amazing to have them all sit down and yeah, to really hear, talk it out. Yeah. And especially yeah. if they follow that, went through the past, what it took to build MLG. Yep. What they what's currently going on with it, and then what they have planned for the that, yeah that'd be amazing to hear. I think it'd be fucking awesome. Uh, but that's it for COD. Another games a watch. Hey, will guess what? What? It's time for Will's Adventures within the universe. Another games too. Yeah. Guess what? What? What's that? We forgot to add a game to our list. And to I'm what list? just, I'm just, to ours, what we played. Oh, yeah. Well, at the end, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Because I just remembered because I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. We did play a game and we played it together. But that's beside. So, okay. What did you play this week? So, do you want to do uh, just after you talk? We'll go no, no, you okay, can go okay, ahead okay, and do okay, it at the end of yours. You're fine. Games that will, me, I played this week. <laughs> you know, you read off a sheet, sometimes you just go with it. It's okay. Um, <laughs> played some gta 5 yes how much gta 5 did you play will um if you include friday probably well over 13 hours okay let's let's not include friday how much did you play yesterday yesterday being sunday i played uh uh, about 11 hours okay that that was the point (laughs) i was getting at (laughs) yeah 
Um, I made a lot of progress. So I haven't bought any sort of shark cards. I haven't bought into any sort of like expansions, nothing like that. I'm just going with what I got. Um, playing with a few friends who have a crap ton of money and everything unlocked pretty much. So they're helping me along the way, but I have acquired, um, an apartment, three cars. Um, I have a bunker, I have a nightclub and I also have, um, the penthouse. Yeah. The penthouse at the casino. Yeah. So yeah, money's coming in. I now have businesses that I can make money through which is kind of fun. So you, you with your nightclub, like you have to keep up popularity and there, there literally is um, like you get daily money, but you also have, you have to pay your staff. So right, you have expenses, you have expenses with it. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like my daily expense is about 800 bucks for the nightclub. If you, if you let your popularity go all the way out, you're only making like 600 a day. So you're losing money right. every day. It's uh, granted it's 150 bucks. You do a mission. You're good for, however long. Sure. It is a way to accrue money over yeah. time. You want to be making money, not losing yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. And then the more popular you are, the more money you make. Right. Just rev- revenue streams, right? Exactly. So it is, um, I, I enjoy the grind out of, out of it a little bit. I have a good time with it. So um, I played some Apex. It looks like Josh added some more letters after this as well. Um, my bad. <laughs> So um, I got my butt kicked. I'll say that I didn't. I played solo. I didn't have any teammates to go with. Okay. So um, it was it was rough out there on the on Apex. I jumped into some Halo Five actually today. Ooh. I just played. Oh well, I played so- social or quick play to start out. Um, I had a game where I went like eighteen and two. I'm like okay, okay. I'm I'm feeling good. Jumped into ranked arena. Um, and in my first game, teammate quit right away. So we were down Wow! and we got steamrolled cause there was nothing we could do. Right. Um, from there it went a little better. I think I was, I played four or five total ranked games. I won three. Okay. So felt, felt pretty good about it. Not bad. Um, I think it was, I think it was three slayers and only one stronghold, which is really weird to see out of the arena playlist. Usually sure. you get a lot more of the objective type games. Right. So. Um, and then the last thing Josh and I played together, we jumped into some Halo Reach. That's right. You started, you have officially started your campaign playthrough of Halo Reach. Yes. We completed two missions. Yep. So the first two, obviously. Yep. No, we started in the middle. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, Winter Contingency and Oni Sword Base. Those are the two missions that we played. Yep. Um, there is a decent amount of customization in there. Yeah, you were you were kind of like when you when you were going through the menus and whatnot. You're like, oh man, there really is a lot. There, I wish there's there's compared though, like to how many different variants of like helmets they had in Halo Five. Sure, it's realistically not that much. But so the- when you you have your base helmet, yep, right, and then you can add things to said helmet as well. Yep, so it goes deeper a little bit. Yes, but there aren't. Yeah, there aren't as many, I guess you could say, base helmets. Yeah, you can, I mean, if ever, if if you're running a scout helmet in Halo 5, it's just the scout helmet. Right. There, you know, you can't add, like, the, the, the side, the light mod on the side or exactly. whatever it may be. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, 
but yeah, uh, first couple missions went fine. We had some severe frame droppage in one of them towards the end. Yep, that's Reach. Which is, yep, Reach on 360, played on the Xbox One. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it was a good time. I'm, I look good. forward to jumping back into it. Good. So we got to do that soon. What are your thoughts on Bloom so far? Um, so I've been using the DMR and the pistol a lot. Yep. I haven't really felt a lot of Bloom. Okay. I don't know if it's mainly with the AR. But I just haven't felt like there's been a ton of bloom. Okay. So I'm excited to hear what you think uh, when you when we finish the campaign. Okay. Because yeah. I might I might feel a little differently later. Maybe I don't know. You're you're two missions in. You've had a little bit of a feel for it. So and like you've never played it before. So I'm excited to hear what you think about it, especially when we get towards the end. All right. For Sounds sure. good. Um. So I played two games this week. Not a whole lot of games being played on my side of things, but uh, played some FCC. The community play date took place. It was great as always. And uh, yeah, I the, the one thing I'm going to say is that so the majority of the time was spent playing 4v4 Slayer. Okay. We're just doing Social Slayer, including all the games. We get what we get, right? The thing that boggles my mind is that Valhalla on Halo 3 is a 4v4 option in that game. Uh, fuck no. Get that out. Why? It's it's a big team battle map. It's not a 4v4 map. That is a big team map. Easy. So the fact that it was, I'm just, I'm floored by it. That's so stupid. Uh, But no, other than that, it went really well. I was happy we played it. It was a good time. And then also, we played Reach. It was what it was. Um, You know what? I, I thought about this. People know I shit on Reach all the time. Right? All the time. But... The fact of the matter is playing through these games again with you because you're experiencing these for the first time, right? Yeah. I'm not. So when I'm playing through them with you, I get to take a step back and pay attention to all the little details that I, that I may have missed years down the line. And I'm it, it, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's a, still a lot of fun because I'm, I'm finding things that I never saw before. Or never paid attention to before. Because before I was always focused on, oh, I got to kill the enemies, go to the next objective, that's it. Right? See, yeah. And I, I fall behind sometimes. Sure. Because I'm like, what's over here? And you're just like going through killing the enemies, yep. going to the next yep. area. And I'm like, wait, uh, wait, you're all the way over there? Yep. So I got so. I got to take more of a step back. But I'm enjoying, I'm definitely enjoying myself now that I get to ex- like have you experience these for the first time. Me jump in and experience things that I haven't really paid attention to before. So... It's good. Frankly, and I can't believe I'm saying this. You can quote me on this. I'm excited to play through the rest of the Reach campaign. You heard it. Oh, boy. There it is. You oh. were going to say something. Um, I'm seeing a lot of similarities similarities between 4 and Reach. Really? Like, just... I mean, it, tech, Reach did... I mean, 4 did come after Reach, so... Yep, like, right so after. like, the, the armor pickups are the same, right? For like picking up armor lock or so armor lock was not in was four. That? No, but like didn't they have the armor abilities in four like that where you had to pick something up to have sprint or maybe not. What else had that? I feel like something else had that. Did four? With the jetpack, right? Cuz you could pick up the different things. As you went along in the mission, was that in the missions or am I going crazy? 
I, fe- I felt like I Am saw Am I those- going crazy? I feel like I saw those things before somewhere else. You probably did. Dude, I completely I'm so it's not, not for. remembering it's right not now. For. It feels like I don't know what it is. Cause it wasn't in five. Nope. Never mind. Wait. We'll just never mind. The Am I other- losing my fucking no, mind no, no, right no, now? I no, swear no. to God. The only other time I played I played Reach on PC at Outpost. That's is the, that I what you're that's, thinking? That's what it felt like. Because the graphics okay. looked better like a Halo 4, I would say. Yeah. It might be the I, game looks good. I like I like the art direction of Reach a lot. Let's hope it uh it turns out okay on PC. I'm really excited. You think we're getting it 2019? Yep. Yeah. I I I can't believe I'm saying this. And we're going to talk about this in the news, but um I still believe that we get the whole thing before 2020, like before the end of 2019. I think we get the whole thing on PC by fall twenty. I mean, by fall twenty nineteen, I mean, we're I, we're right there. So for so. for me, for them to do that, it would mean that them going through Reach, yep, solves the base of the issues, and then yeah. it's just each game on top of it. Basically, but that's not how it should be. They, I mean, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to rebuild each game. So we're we'll talk about it. Um, it's okay. mainly gonna be about Reach, but we'll talk a little bit about what we're t- what we're hinting at here. But yeah, okay, I. Will it happen? I mean, I'm getting more and more to the point that it won't, but I, I, I still believe I have that. I have that belief in my mind where by the end of 2019, it could be December 31st for all I care, but by the end of 2019, we'll have the whole thing on PC. I, I still think that, and you know what? My mind could totally change when we get closer and closer, but right now the way things stand, I think that's where we're at. All right. And I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Um, will, it's time for the news. First news story of the week. We have the MCC playlist update for August 28th, 2019 by Postums over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, Halo 2 Anniversary Fast Slayer has been added to ranked matchmaking, which is BR starts, 25 kills to win, and a five-minute five minute time limit. Uh, partial team matching is in place as well as a plus one or uh, as a plus or minus 15 rank matchmaking. Maps in the playlist are Lockdown, Zenith, Warlord, Shrine, Erupt uh, by 4Chub and Purely Fat, Oracle by Squally Beans, Muskrat by 4Chub and the Psycho Duck, Select by Secret Schnitzel, and Run, Noak Yard Run, and Stigma by Squally Beans. So there you go. For those who don't know what Halo 2 Anniversary Fast Slayer was, it was the playlist that was introduced for the first MCC flights on Xbox One. Way back. Like before the updates came out, okay? That was the playlist that was being run because they wanted matches to be as short as possible and just go, 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 right? Next news story, community update for August 29th, 2019 by who, Will? Unishek. That's right. Will, I'm sorry to make you have to put that sound clip in. Um, But yeah, there you go. It's been a while since we've been able to use it. Legacy maps and game types migration. This is over on HaloWaypoint.com, obviously. Uh, And I quote, After lots of preparing, communicating, and anticipating, we've successfully copied over 6.6 million maps and 2.6 million game types from players' file shares on Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4. So what's next? 
We've broken down the next steps a few different times, but let's touch on them again to refresh your memory. Before we can start transferring these map and game type files to Xbox One and PC, we need to do a bit more work to the current version of MCC. However, our intention is that the files will become available when Halo Reach releases on both platforms, with Halo 3 and Halo 4 content on PC become available once those titles are released. When the update drops, simply log in MCC on an Xbox One console, and all the maps and game types will be copied down for you on that same Gamertag's local files. Players who want to pull their maps from these titles on MCC PC will need to load into MCC on an Xbox after the aforementioned update goes live, which saves them locally, upload them to their file share, and then download them onto their PC. It's a few more steps than console, but we're sure it will work out just fine. Who's ready for some Jeng on PC? Halo 5 Guardians. Unfortunately, the end of the summer season in Seattle also brings the end of the summer 2019 arena season in Halo 5. However, on the bright side of things, September is shaping up to be an excellent month to kickstart the fall 2019 arena season. Why is September looking so good, you ask? The fresh start and promise of a new season, the long-awaited action sack refresh is nearly upon us, and the upcoming drop of ODST Slayer, all of those combine for a very exciting time. To summarize all the above in my typical bullet-pointed fashion, the next month of Halo 5 should look like this. For September. Well, this is for August. But August 29th, Rock and Rail rotates in for 400 Slayer, and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. So, in other words, it's no longer a thing. There you go. September 3rd, fall 2019 season goes live and head-to-head rotates in for ranked for the month. September 5th, action sack refresh. Uh, That's the targeted date. Rotates in for core play. On the 12th, anniversary throwback rotates in for rock and rail and Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. On the 19th, ODS Slayer, which is new, rotates in for action sack. And on the 26th, Halo 3 Classic Throwback rotates in for Anniversary Throwback and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. We're still working on the last few tidbits, um... For the action sack refresh and may hit a few snags in the process, but we're still targeting it to release next Thursday, September 5th. Naturally, that could shift back depending upon how things progress, but we wanted to make sure we kept you updated with how things are looking on our end. Halo Infinite. Hidden message. Ooh. Yes, Will. Ooh, indeed. Only a few days after our last community update, uh, Zepiel, X-E-P-Y-A-L, a dedicated and very clever community member managed to stitch together a hidden code that was hidden in this year's Halo Infinite E3 trailer. The code they found ultimately pointed directly to an audio file embedded here in the depths of Waypoint. If you haven't heard it yet, the link is included in the article in the Google Doc of the show notes. Although I was pretty surprised it took around six weeks for the community to uncover, as I know how uh, much people dive into the details, some members of the studio expected it to take much, much longer. Regardless, once it was found, everyone was buzzing around talking to each other about how happy we were that our little Easter egg was finally found. It was a very cool moment to share it with you. Thanks for finding it. Okay. People have been asking. Here is the official list of what? Before we go into the pro team, did you listen to the audio sound? I did. It was Cortana. Yes. Yes. She's there. Well, yeah. We know that. I was just going to say, we clearly do that. So for those who haven't heard it. dead yet. Spo- a little spoiler alert. The bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so to, if you don't want infinite anything spoiled at all, mute this for about a minute or two. But um, basically she said, she said like, this isn't me, but it is me, right? She yeah. Had that like kind of, this shouldn't be, but I'm here. Like it was weird. Yep. It is weird. And it's, so again, this is spoiler territory, but she basically mitigated ramp. So she was going rampant in four. Yep. 
Uh, AIs normally last around seven years. And actually, fun fact for you. You ready for this? Yeah. So for those who have not watched this video, I highly recommend you go and watch the... Oh, my God. Am I... <laughs> oh, no, like such an asshole. Halo Cannon. Halo Cannon put out a video um, about, like, facts that you may not have known about the Halo universe. Will, did you know that Halos 1, 2, and 3 took place in the span of three months? Really? Yep. Like, an actual timeline of, like, three months is when the games actually took place. No way. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, that like, to put things into perspective here, Halo 4, right? Cortana is... To, AIs typically start going rampant after seven years. By rampant, I mean they start deteriorating, they go crazy, they're 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 supposed to be decommissioned after seven years. Um, Cortana didn't. And she basically went full-blown rampant, and she was able to basically mitigate the effects of it herself by implementing herself into the foreigner network, right? So um then in Halo 5, you realize that, yes, she's still alive, and she is a lot more powerful than ever before, and she is basically a psycho bitch at this point, um, for lack of a better phrase, right? So we don't know what's going to happen with her in Infinite, but she's clearly there. And also, another thing, um, the Didact is not dead. So the... Halo 5, right? It, I mean, Halo 4, the end of Halo 4, quick time event, you quote-unquote kill the Didact. Um, based off a comic book series that comes out, he is not actually dead. Um, the Didact is still very much alive. Whether or not the Didact will be in Halo Infinite, no idea. Um, but we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Exciting stuff. Very exciting. Right. And spoiler time. All right. Back to the news, Will. What do we got? All right. So the pro team. Like you hinted at earlier. So now we have the official list of the pro team that is confirmed for Infinite. This is the full roster. This includes Wes Clutch Price, who's the team lead. Richie Hines Hines. It's Hines. Uh, Vissel or Visel. I always, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I feel like an asshole now, but it's L-Town. Uh, Baby J. Anthony Majice. Mahice? Mahias. Mahias? Mahias? Is that it? I think so. All right, cool. Uh, Mickwin, Gregor, Hell Heavens, or Hell Havens, Hell Havens, Ooh. and Assault. So there you go. It is eight people. So they they recently added well, nine. It's nine, nine including nine the team lead with the team lead. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of funny. Before they announced the last two that were added, yep. someone on Twitter commented, I believe, on one of Tashi's tweet or something, being like, "Hey." How can the pro team it was Moses. Yeah, 4v4, it was Moses. 4v4 maps if there's not eight players. And, Mo, and, you know, and Tashi replied with like, who said there were this many players? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. It was. And, and then shortly after, there's the tweet saying, we added two new members. Exactly. So Exactly. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's nine people total. There you go. There's your pro team for Infinite. Um, and like I said, if Infinite doesn't come out the way you want it to, I don't want to see your ass on Twitter being mean to these guys, all right? They're just testing. Exactly. Basically. They're, they're doing what they believe is best. They're doing what their job entails. And don't be an asshole. So the, for the pro team, right? The pro team. It's um, 
they they have influence, but they're not making direct decisions, right? No. They can say, "Hey, oh, this I don't is know. What we don't we know. Think. We that's, don't. Know. That's true. We don't know." So, um, I mean, I the the base gameplay is going to be made up before it's in their hands, right? Right. They have to figure out what works around it. So, yes, just be nice to people. Yes, <laughs> yes, be nice. Um. Halo Championship Series, Microsoft Store Events. Grab a friend and start practicing for your teamwork. Our monthly Microsoft Store Events are continuing with a Halo 5 2v2 on September 29th. It already took place. Usually these events start at around... September 20. September 29th, and it has not happened yet. Thanks, Will. You're welcome. You know, months are hard. Dates are difficult. You know, I just like, fuck it. Fuck me, man. Uh, September 29th has not happened yet. August 29th did happen. So, uh, this was not August. This is September. Will's right. I'm a moron. Uh, usually these events start at around 1 PM local time, but please remember that it always depends on your Microsoft store schedule. Be sure to check. Uh, so be sure to look ahead and register for free on smash.gg slash MRS halo. There also should be a broadcast on mixer.com slash halo to showcase some of the top duos competing that Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. Well, uh, you know, it are, it's, uh, keep an eye out for that. That's. <laughs> Were you still thinking that it already happened? Halo gear, Will. We're moving the fuck on. I hope there's no more goddamn dates in this. Halo gear. Halo Oblivion. Troy Denning's sequel to Halo Silent Storm is making landfall on September 24th, 2019. Hey, guess what, Will? That date has not happened yet. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that means that the next Master Chief story arrives in just under one month. It also lands one day before Halo 3 turns 12 years old. If you want a taste of what this book is about... Here's the excerpt from the cover. It's included in the article. Check it out. And finally, Radar Blips. This is a little piece that uh, I just wanted to touch on. Halo Wars 2. There's been a lot of discussion surrounding Halo Wars 2 and our publishing team's bandwidth recently, and we wanted to clear up some of the confusion. Currently, the team is solely focused on Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC and console, including the upcoming release or edition of Halo Reach. Although we have not officially ended all support for Halo Wars 2, since the team would love to return to f- for future updates, we're currently unable to commit to a timeline given that sources are fully allocated to work on MCC. In other words, they may come back to it later. It's not a definitive no. Cool. That's what I wanted to hit on. That was it. Next up, Will. MCC development update for August 2019 by Postums again over on HaloWaypoint.com. And I quote, so flighting progress and recrap, recrap, <laughs> recap. There you go. Flighting recap. You like that? Nice. Thanks. Where are we at? Fire flight has come and gone. We sent out invites on Saturday, 824, and uh, the flight ran until the morning of the 27th of August. The primary goals was to test firefight matchmaking on PC via Steam. We were able to gather valuable feedback in the form of bug reports, online posts, and form a post-flight survey. I was going to say form, but it's from. For the Fireflight, we invited 10,000 users along with some additional friends and members of the studio. Across the board, we had roughly 55.5% participation rate. Some may think, people didn't play! I would sell my firstborn child for an invite. But in terms of using an invitation method, the participation is higher than average for joining in and playing, which is good. Each flight is made up of user groups that are selected based on the specific needs of the flight. 
This could be availability, specific PC configurations, or even experience within a specific game mode. As flight progress, as flights progress, not everyone will get in, but the goal is to continue growing the number of users invited for subsequent flights. Saturday, we saw our highest number of concurrent players on, on at any given time during the flight. At one point, we had over 800 players searching at the same time with roughly a 24-second wait time prior to finding a match. Across the entire weekend, we saw a total of over 90% success rate for players who match made. Participants who took the time to submit tickets via our new Halo support site, we saw over 400 unique tickets come in from the community reporting bugs. A huge thank you to those who took the time to do so. We sat down with the pa- uh, we sat down this past week Wednesday to review, prioritize, and work on getting the issues you reported fixed. Looking ahead, we are currently in the process of reviewing all the flight data and planning how we move forward. We are looking to gain additional insights in a few areas, and there is talk of conducting an additional fire flight to gather that data. More details will come as we analyze and reset goals for any additional flights. Barring any additional flights joining the mix, the next flight on the docket is the Xbox PvP flight. There isn't an ETA yet, as the team is shifting gears over to focus on this next major milestone. We will have more info to share in the future, but right now, everyone is catching their breath and evaluating what remaining items are needed to complete and get ready for the next flight on Xbox One. By next week, I will hopefully have some more information to share as it relates to the Xbox One flight, so stay tuned on that front. In case you haven't registered, please head over in the, at the link they provide in the article and sign up to be a Halo Insider. Or, if you already are, make sure to update your profile if any of your preferences have changed or your PC specs are different. Make sure you have verified your email address or we'll be unable to send you a flight invite. Xbox One Development Update It is no secret that adding Reach, new features, and all the bells and whistles that the team has been working on into the Xbox One FCC build has been challenging. While we previously discussed the memory limitation issues we have been hitting while getting ready to add in Reach, the team has been making progress on this, but it is no easy task. I spent some time with senior producer Michael Farney uh, from the publishing team discussing how things are going and where the team is currently at in the interview below. So post some asks, when you were looking at the project as a whole, what do you think the most challenging thing left to do? Michael Farney states, getting MCC, to, um, getting MCC console to run within memory constraints with the, with the addition of UE4, Unreal Engine 4, and our additional feature set. We've been working at this for a long time now and are making good progress, but there's no magic bullet. It's a unique problem that just takes a lot of trial and error, figuring out what worked, what didn't work, and continuing to iterate. We are tweaking these games in ways that they were not designed or architected for. Beyond that, we have a lot of additional UI screens that have been added in Unreal due to PC-centric features. UI in most games can be delicate, and we found this especially true in MCC. Getting uh, Unreal Engine and Scaleform to play nice has its challenges, and when you add the general complexity of all the UI flows, player options, screen states, mouse and keyboard and controller support, etc., it's a great recipe for a ton of bugs, which we're currently working through. Post some asks, has this issue been mostly a problem on the Xbox One? Or is it an issue with the Xbox One X as well? Farney states, Memory is a problem all up, but we do have the game running on both, and our test team is currently running what we call a pulse on the builds to get a good understanding of where our total bug count lies, what regressions uh, may have been caused by some of the recent memory work, etc. It's a work in progress, but steadily moving in the right direction. While the bug count here isn't large compared to, say, UI, there are th- uh, these are the complex issues that take time to resolve. On top of this, we must ensure each title fits within memory, not just reach. In most cases, there is not a universal solution to these problems. 
So Postum states, it sounds like what you're saying is that the team has a lot more work going on than just bringing Halo Reach into the collection. Farney states, yes. I can approach this from a couple of fronts. For memory constraints side on console, we are doing all the all that work now. As we bring each new title online for PC, we will need re- to revisit each game on console to ensure our memory constraints are still in line. There will always be work to do there and room to improve as time goes on. In addition to Reach, we're also getting most of the new PC front-end and subsystems up and running, as well as additional features. These are things like mouse and keyboard support, gameplay feel, new settings, uncapped frame rate, resolution support, progression and customization, etc. There's a huge amount of work here that needs to get done, and I think a lot of people overlook. Once all that work is done and we move uh, onto other games in the collection, we will revisit as we can to update additional UI, features, revisit bugs, and continuously make the collection even better. Post-reach, our our new challenge will be to split up development uh, streams so that we can support a live game service model as well as the future game releases. So, they have a lot more work to do, clearly. And that's why... Like we were talking about how once they get the one game done, right? Now, the memory constraint is a big deal, right? When they bring on more games, it becomes a bigger issue over and over again. But I do believe that... I do believe that once it reaches on MCC and PC, I think it might be not necessarily easier... To port the other games over, but more consistent. Yeah, I'll use the word consistent. Because who knows, there could be a, a major issue with Halo 1 or Halo 4, right? Further on in the development cycle where it's like, oh, fuck, we didn't see this coming. Or it could be, well, we have our groundwork laid down. Halo 1 and 2 have technically already been on PC before. But they want to, they, for Halo 1 specifically, they want to try to have that Xbox, like that one-to-one Xbox, the way it used to play on the original console, right? They want to try to bring that over and make it as good as they possibly can. So, in the words of our show, we'll just have to wait and see. What do you think, Will? Do you think it comes out by the end of the year or no? What do you think? It's, it's tough to say. Um, what we're moving into September here. Yeah, we're already in September. That's four months. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we bring it all the way to the deadline, which is like December thirty first, if we say that, do you think it comes out in this year? Reach itself, yes. The whole thing, no. Okay, I don't think so. When do you think it will? Then when do you think everything is finally going to be available on PC? Because obviously, when Reach comes out on on Xbox, like that's everything on Xbox. That's done. But right. they don't yeah. have to focus on that anymore. Right. What do you think? Um, gosh, the fact they're doing it game by game. Each game was designed differently and, and plays differently. Um, and they're releasing them separately as well. Yeah. Yep. Gosh, I'm going to say it goes up to the end of 2020. We might see Infinite before we see the last MCC game. Wow. Man, I fucking hope not. I hope not as well, but. It might be the case. What's the last game to come out? It's going to be four. Because they're going in chronological order, so it'll be Reach 1, 2, 3, 4. Got it. I should have known that. Oh, you're fine. I mean, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Because yeah. at, at first I was like, oh. It, when when they announced it, at first I was thinking, oh, they're going to bring Reach first, and then they'll bring all of MCC. 
right? Just at, like at one time. Or wait until they have everything done and then port it all over. But no, then they came out and said, nope, we're doing it as a staggered release. Each game going in chronological order. Okay. And for those who don't know, I think it was, what, 10 bucks per game? Which yep. is like 60 bucks total? Yep. Wait, no. Uh, Reach, one, two, three, four. Those are $10 a piece. And then ODST will be five. So it'll be 55 for the whole thing on PC when it releases. Yep. So, Cool. Well, should we go on to some competitive news? What do you got, man? First up, Europa Halo presents the Halo Wars 2 World Series sign-up pages. They're now live by uh, Halo Wars 2 Europa Halo. Qualifier 1 already took place. We're going to be talking about it later on in the show. Um, Qualifier 2 takes place September 15th, and Qualifier 3 takes place September 29th. Again, sign-up pages are live right now. Go ahead and check it out. Next news story, Prisma gauges interest. This is by Prisma TV. On Twitter, and I quote, with the recent raise in players, uh, with the recent rise in players hitting the only Halo Reach lobbies, who wants me to host some Splinter uh, Splinter GG Halo Reach Fun Cups? Possibly open all outside of Europe to boost uh, boost the numbers, but we'll we'll look at that after we see what the general results are for willing players. So if you're interested, check out that tweet. Let them know you're interested. Next news story. Uh, Talking about reciprocity earlier, Tom Ogre 2 Ryan leaves reciprocity. This is by team reciprocity over on Twitter. And I quote today, we say goodbye to a goat. Tom will be leaving team reciprocity as he begins to start a new adventure in his life. We wish him nothing but the very best and would like to thank him for his hard work and mentorship for the rec pack players. But, uh, he quickly announced exactly what he was going to be doing after the fact. And, uh, talking about call of duty earlier, this leads right into that. Next news story, Tom Ogre 2 Ryan announces new adventure. This is by Misfits Gaming over on misfitsgaming.gg. And I quote, today we are excited to announce that Tom Ogre 2 Ryan will be leading the Florida Call of Duty franchise as general manager. Tom will be responsible for building the Call of Duty team roster and the strategic development of the team. Tom is a former professional Halo player considered to be the best Halo player of all time. As a 13-year veteran player, along with his experience as a coach and player manager, Tom has a unique perspective and brings a wealth of knowledge to the table. Quote, I am ecstatic to introduce Tom Ogre to Ryan as the general manager of the Florida Call of Duty franchise, said Bed Spoont, co-founder and CEO of Misfits Gaming. Quote, Tom is a legend uh, widely considered to be one of the greatest players of all time. With his deep history, connections, and respect in the industry, we are thrilled that Tom will be responsible for building out our coaching staff and player roster for our Call of Duty team. End quote. Quote, this is uh, all a bit crazy, but I'm so excited to be here, said Tom Ryan. I look forward to taking my talents to South Beach to build a top squad here in Florida and becoming fully immersed in the Call of Duty world, end quote. There you go. The GOAT makes his transition to a completely different game. This will be exciting to see. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this. A GM of a Call of Duty franchise. That's huge. He went from... Be, he went from competing Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, like all the way through these games, right? Halo Reach as well, Halo 5, uh, all that. Goes from competing at a young age, dominating, winning multiple championships, being considered the greatest of all time, which he is based, he is the greatest of all time. We talked about it in the previous episode. Go check that out. Um, And going to Reciprocity, now becoming a general manager of a Call of Duty franchise. That's unbelievable. Congratulations, Ogre 2. You deserve it. 
Uh, next news story. Tashi provides job details is by Tashi over on Twitter. And I quote the esports broadcast producer role we were hiring has, uh, has been updated as a full-time Microsoft position. Come help build the uh, vision for halo infinite esports. So if you're interested, go ahead and check out that tweet where the job postings located. Maybe apply. See if you have the chops, see what it takes. Good luck to everybody uh, going for that job. I'm excited to see what happens. Next news story. Believe the hype officially has a new owner. This is by Maniac over on Twitter, and I quote, I wish I had some kind of dope pick or a picture of me shaking some famous person's hand, but I would like to announce that I am officially the owner of Believe the Hype. The government and I have spoke. Who wants to invest a couple milli? No, seriously, though, this is, uh, for those who don't know what Believe the Hype is, um, they... Believe the Hype was one of the organizations way back uh, that mainly competed in Halo, um, Halo 2, Halo 3. And I think it's great that Maniac, of previously of Optic, uh, was able to purchase this and really do whatever the fuck he wants with it now. Maybe Halo Infinite team? I think it'd be fucking awesome. And also, that merch was fire. Do you see that merch that he put out? I did. Yeah. I did see. So... I, I wanted to get the shirt. I should have gotten the shirt because it was a one, it was a two day drop. That's all it was. So for anybody who got the shirt, good. I'm, I'm glad you did. I, sh- I should have bought one. Um, no, I fucking, that merch was awesome. Next news story. $340 Halo 5 BTP tourney has been announced this by Envor, who we talked about previously on the show multiple times. This is on Twitter, and I quote, free registration for the $340 BTP tournament for Halo 5 happening on September 13th, which is a Friday at 6 p.m. Central. You can check out the uh, bracket link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Next up, Bobetta Feta announces new tournaments. This is by Bobetta Feta on Twitter, and I quote, Keep a lookout for more tournaments. I'm building a solid team to host monthly tournaments in different halos. Hope you all look forward to it as we wait another year for Infinite. Speaking of Bobetta Feta, we're going to talk about Bobetta Feta's Halo 5 2v2 tournament that took place. Later on in the show. Stay tuned for that. Next news story. Open World Gaming announces a Halo 3 tournament. This is by the Keno TV over on Twitter. And I quote, a lot of Twitter news stories this time around. Midwest Halo 3 fam. Hey, that's us. Here's what we've been working on. It's a 4v4 LAN local tournament. $2,000 plus prize pool without a sponsor. It's an all-day event. Main stage is going to be streamed live. 24 teams max, $200 team pass. Registration opens on the 6th of September, coming up very soon. And there's going to be brand new equipment. So go ahead and check that out at the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Sign up if you're interested. Next news story. The Pro-Am Halo League announces their first tournament. This is by Memorize. This is actually from Discord. And I quote, We are holding our very first Halo 5 tournament. The details are as follows. It's a 4v4 tournament from October 12th to the 13th. Will, don't know if you know this, but that has not happened yet. It has not, Josh. As I say, based off the way I think of dates, apparently it must have. But no, it didn't. Uh, Must have and create a Pro-Am roster. It's a $400 first place prize. It's a double elimination tournament. And the start times are on the 12th, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And the 13th of October, 5 p.m. Eastern time. I included a link to their Discord server in the show notes. Go ahead and join if you're interested and uh, get a team ready. It's fucking awesome. They're an up and coming league. We're going to be talking about more. We're going to be talking more about them in the future. 
once uh, a couple of announcements have been ironed out. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. Will. Yeah. The final news story of the week. Nated speaks his mind. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. This tweet blew the fuck up. Yes, it did. This is by Nated over on Twitter, like I said, and I quote, Sprint will never work the right way in Halo 4v4s for a variety of reasons. Take Sprint out and increase the walk and strafe speed so it isn't too slow, then it'll finally start feeling more like Halo again. Sprint, clamber, thrust, slide abilities aren't needed for good Halo play. Will, what are your thoughts coming from Halo 5? I get it. A lot of people out there want the slow-moving Halo. It's just, it's not what I like about what I like about Halo, I guess. Right. Um, there's reasons. Okay, I get like, we, we just had our interview with Saiyan, right? We did, yeah. I was getting... Check out that episode if you haven't already. <laughs> Shameless plug by Josh. Um, I, I get what he said about having these maps designed around clambering to get in spots, right? You can't make that jump on your own, but you could clamber to get up there. Um I get that. Take that out. If you if you want to get to a spot, be able to jump up there. Um, I was going to say, it, the problem is, is that clamor just doesn't work 100% of the time. Right. And it's it's very frustrating when it doesn't, especially with the forge maps, because it, it may work one time, but it doesn't work another. And, when those, and there are forge maps in competitive five. And if the clamor doesn't work the way it should, that can completely ruin a setup and just destroy the game. Right. Um, sprint. It, it it can be there, right? Your gun's down. You can't recharge your shields. Why why not have sprint to be able to move a little faster? And I get it. If you want... I agree. If competitive play wants to go this way where there's no abilities and you just move around a map, I mean, go play Counter-Strike. Well, here's the thing, too. I think it's what... <laughs> Jesus, that's a hot take. Uh, I think it's what Saiyan said as well is that Put it in the competitive player's hands to make the settings that they want to make. And then, like, let them... I'm going to take it a step further. Let them work with that pro team, right? Let them be the voice of what competitive infinite should be like and then have the backing of the studio. You have a pro team for a reason. Use it. And I'm not saying they're not. It's just, we don't know what their day-to-day job is, right? We don't. We can speculate all day. But if competitive, and this is what Nated was talking about. He said it doesn't work for 4v4. He didn't say anything about competitive specifically. He just said 4v4s. Now, him coming from a competitive background, I'm going to, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but we are a competitive show, right? So in a competitive aspect, a competitive 4v4 aspect, right? Give it to the pros. Let them decide what they want to do. Let them speak with the pro team in tandem and come up with the official HCS settings for what infinite's going to be from the motherfucking get go. Not this months down the line, years down the line. Oh, we're going to tweak things now. Bullshit. No, from the get go, have it ready to go. Announce it, have the backing of the studio and go. I find with Sprint being in Halo Infinite. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just think it's going to be there no matter what. I think um, so too. Where, uh, where I don't think we can here? regress anymore. 
Yeah. Um, I could see. I could see if like thrust and slide was taken out. Yeah. Right. So you don't get that like crazy movement. Yeah. But I think sprint and clamber kind of at the base. And like, like saying said, if the, as long as the maps don't revolve around those settings, right? Yeah. If you can, like they are in five, like they are in five. Yep. If you can still play quote unquote base halo or old school halo with it, why not? Right. So obviously we make this joke all the time, right? About classic halo. Well, what is classic halo? Is that halo one? Because technically that is classic halo, right? Obviously, we know what people are talking about. They're talking about abilities. They're mm-hmm. talking about movement. Now, but again, if you want classic Halo, that technically is one. And in each game, things changed. And competitive settings in 2 and 3 specifically were completely different than what the base game included, right? Movement speed was increased like Nated was talking about. Um, radar was removed so on and so forth. Like it, it was such a big deal in reach that they got rid of bloom and sprint because it was such a big deal and competitive. They got rid of it and they made, um, NBNS, mm-hmm. no bloom, no sprint. Um, like they, they had to come out with a completely different title update. It was like, it was TU whatever. And that was, that was what the game ran with from then, from that point forward. And, I'll make the joke again. If you want to play classic Halo, go play Halo 1. Or MCC. Right. right? You have right. Halo 2, Halo 3 in there. Exactly. Everyone has their own idea of what classic, classic Halo. Halo is. Right. But it's... You can't go backwards anymore. You just can't. It's not you just... It's not just you playing the game anymore. Well, here, here's what I say, too. Um, it, it may take more work, but for competitive, have... Or in multiplayer... Yeah. Have these abilities toggleable, right? Right. No, no of course. Sprint, be able to turn off sprint or clamber if they add it, yep. right? So that if there is ML, quote unquote MLG settings from back then, right? Yeah. Movement speed 150%, whatever it is. Yeah. Make it work so that people can make those settings happen for themselves in the game. Right. Because and that way competitive can be easily adjusted and accounted for, right? Right. And all those things are adjustable currently in five. Like, they're all adjustable in custom games. You can turn any and all that off. It's, yeah, it's it's giving the power to, oh my God, I'm using a fucking GameStop quote of all things. It's giving power to the players, yeah. right? And it's true. If you don't, I'm a firm believer that a, that a studio can't regress, okay, when it comes to making a game. It's not just these old school players that are playing these games anymore. It's a lot of fresh blood coming in. It's a lot of new people coming in, right? So I don't think you can regress. But I also believe that it is the community that makes or breaks a game. It is a community that makes or makes a game competitive or not. The developer can't shove competitive shit down somebody's throat and say, this is the way the game's going to be. It's not how that works. Games fail that way. It's you need to put the power in the player's hands and let them make those decisions the way they see fit because they'll be the first to tell you if it doesn't work, even after they make their own settings, like after it's played for a certain amount of time, they can determine, Oh no, this was shit. Why did we, why did we choose this? We can easily change it. Right. 
But if the developer ham fists things in there and they don't make it changeable, like if they don't take community feedback, then it's going to die. I mean, we saw what happened with five. I don't want that to happen again. I don't. And they tried to ham fist competitive settings in four. Look what the fuck happened there. Four is not a competitive game. So it, I don't want to see it happen again. I don't think it's going to happen again. I have full faith in three, four, three and whatever they're going to be doing. But we'll just have to wait and see. Anything else you want to talk about with the Nated tweet before we move um, on? I feel like a lot of people out there just want that classic Halo feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I struggle with it because I feel like it might deter more new people coming in. It's it's so... It's, that it, line is so hard to tread. Right, because it's going to feel slow to yep. them. Right? And you you want a game to grow and to bring in new players. Right. When you're when you're at your sixth title installment, you gotta have. You have to, I mean, include your community, right? Right. To make sure that what they want is there, but you also have to look at it from a business perspective. You need to make money on the game. You need to draw as many people in as possible. Right. Will classic do that? Quote unquote classic movement do that for a game? <clears throat> Sam, I'm so torn. Because you coming from the five aspect, right? And me coming from starting with one and working my way up. And we play, my nose is stuffy. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, We play MCC every Friday. Okay. I love it. Like, I still love playing it, but they do feel slow, guys. Like, especially, especially three. Like, three feels very slow. One doesn't feel as slow because on normal non-BTB maps, they're not that large. So I feel like I'm consistently in gunfights, right? That works for me. I may not like MCC's Halo 1 gameplay because as we've talked about, like uh, as others have pointed out, the spawns in MCC are shit. Um, But yeah, I just... Putting that out of the realm of this conversation... Halo 1 feels fine. It it doesn't feel slow because the maps the maps were designed for it. Go figure, right? Halo 2 doesn't feel that slow. Again, because the maps feel like they were designed for it. 3 just feels sluggish. 3 just feels like molasses. Do you think it's walking. like the and then when you jump it's so floaty. Oh, it is. It's it, yeah. Um and I, and I lo- for the record, I love Halo 3. It's still my favorite Halo. I I think I enjoy three out of, you know, from MCC. I enjoy sure. three, three the most. Wow. Um, I mean, I also love, I did it today for the first time. It felt awesome. I um, sprint, sprint slide, jump. I got, so basically what the scenario is my, my team got an a enemy player week and he went to hide undercover. Sure. Um, kind of behind a ramp, right? Oh, okay. So I s- sprinted, slid, jumped. Did the 180 as I flew like backwards over this ramp yep. where he was crouched and popped him in the head for the for the kill. And it just it, that that feeling of that movement and doing that felt so cool. You know what had been the icing on the cake? What's, if you said you ground pounded. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, this guy fucking hate grappling. Oh, no, uh, yeah. No, but th- it's that's it. It's that fluidity, right? Yeah, it felt really good. It does. It really does. And I'm again. I'm. We talked about it multiple times, and I, I'm so. We talk. Yes, it leads to good conversations. But I fucking hate how this is a topic that continually comes up. Oh, just sprint, Pete. I want sprint. I want classic gameplay. Fuck. Come on, guys. Seriously. If it has sprint, you're going to fucking play the game. Shut up. If you don't think you're going to play the game because it has a sprint in it, get the fuck out of here. I, I honestly believe that the campaign and social will have... At least Sprint and Clamber. Okay. And I don't... I'm, I'm wondering if they learned their lesson with Ground Pound and Spartan Charge. I fucking hope so, And man. I hope so those type bad. of abilities are out. I mean, people complained about, what, Armor Lock, obviously, and Reach. Right. And um, not a lot of people were happy with the armor abilities. Well, people complained uh, about Shoulder Charge, Titans, and Destiny. Oh, yeah. And then they nerfed it. And then people complained that they nerfed it, so they brought it back. And it's still broken. But Shoulder charge in Halo and Halo F five is broken. Yeah, it's one hit. Yeah, it's fucking broken. So, yeah, get rid of that mechanic, please. Don't the, try to nerf it or anything. Just get fucking rid of it. Yeah, but I, I think there's going to be some base, at least sprint and clamber. Yeah. Um, thrust is kind of on the borderline. I'm, f- I like thrust myself. I'm fine with it. Sure. Um, could lead to some more interesting gunfights. It can for sure. But then when we got further and further into Halo 5's life cycle, it's been shoot, 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 thrust, shoot, finish off a kill, right? Yeah. It's a, you know what the fight's going to look like. It hasn't led to much variation. Sure. So maybe it, it might not, might not be there then. But it could also like, to your point though, it could also lead to maybe it'll help me get into or out of a situation, but not drastically like you're sprinting away. Right. Yeah. You're, you're shooting at somebody and you don't like, maybe they don't see you yet and you just thrust like behind cover or something. Oh, where the fuck was they getting shot from? I don't know. Now you can lead to a different adv- advantageous position. It can be used for a very small movement like that too. And here's what I'm going to say. If you know, people say, Oh, thrust, you can, you can get yourself out of a bad situation that you shouldn't have been able to get to make the maps a little bit bigger so that thrust doesn't maybe get you all the way behind cover again, or people have to be more, have longer spans where you can't use it. So people have to be more wise with their thrust. Right. Um, Find a way to nerf it without nerfing it. So to say, yeah, but um, I respect that. I mean, I guess it doesn't need to be there. I just think sprint and clamber or something that it's hard to take out at this point. They're now, I mean, Sprint is now kind of synonymous with where Halo's going. That specifically. It was in Reach. That was the start. It was just a standard armor ability. Then it went to 4. It was default. And in 4, it was broken because you could get your shields back by sprinting. Yep. Then in 5, they tweaked it, so it stayed. But you couldn't get your shields back if you sprinted. I think it stays. In in what game nowadays do you not have some sort of fast walk or sprint? It's Counter Strike. I mean Counter Strike. Um, because what Gears has it, Call of Duty has it, Halo has it right now. What else? Uh, Siege has it. 
Yeah. Yep, Siege has a sprint. Um, what other competitive FPSs are out there or third-person shooters? Yeah. Yeah, I think it... Obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I... Yeah, I think it might just be Counter-Strike. So, I mean, it's it's hard to say that it won't be in Halo. Right. Um. But for competitive, if they... I mean, if again, if they want to toggle it off and change the movement speed as long as it works with the maps... Right. There you go. I think that's the big key, is being, being able to change it for competitive. Question for you. Yeah. You already know my feelings about it. The people who hate Sprint, can't stand Sprint, don't want Sprint and Infinite, right? Do you think they still play the game? I think they still play the game. I think they complain about it, but they play it because um, deep down, we all have that love for Halo. Right. We pe- better. People are, yeah, people are going to play it. Um, it's just people are going to complain about it. So I don't know, man. I don't know what they do. Like three, four, three is in a tough spot with what people want. And I, if I had to make the decision, if I, if it came to me on my desk, yeah, are we adding sprint to this it's game a, or not? It's a checkbox. Do we have sprint infinite? Yes or no. And you have to check a box. Yeah. I'd be like, how, how much backlash would we have from not, or from having it? Yep. And how much can we estimate people will not like the game if we don't have it? Or, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, but you would hope that they, I mean, the game is obviously going to be designed around one or the other scenario. Right. right. I don't know. Oh I'm, shit. I don't know if I could check a box. Oh my God. What'd you just think of? That could that, be, that could be horrible. I kept talking about how give it in the, like put the power to the player's hands, mm-hmm. like have the professional players decide what they want to do. Yeah. Dude, if the maps are designed for sprint in mind and competitive wants to take sprint away, how are the maps going to feel? Very slow. Very different, They're right? going to take forever to get out behind cover. Exactly. Or... So what the fuck happens then? Is it all just forge maps that are in competitive? Hopefully forge works a lot better. I mean, like lag wise, frames wise. I don't know. Man, I just thought about that's fucking, that could be scary. But I think that, so if competitive takes out sprint, they're going to increase base speed. Yes, they would have to. So that would help. Oh yeah, that could just mitigate. I'm a fucking idiot. That could just mitigate it. Do it, Josh. How long have I been here? My brain is fucking fried, dude. I could tell. It was a long weekend. Uh, All right. Any more news stories to talk about? No, that's actually it for the news. Nice segue there, Will. Good job. Uh, we do have some upcoming tournaments of the week, though. First and foremost, September 6th through the 8th, we have UGC's The Halo Classic Atlantic City. It's the big one. Uh, Will and I are going to be in the Discord. If you're not part of the Discord, we highly recommend you do so you join it. Uh, Will's going to plug it at the end of the show, as always. Um, we have our tournament watch and listen along, and we'll try to be in there as much as we can. We're going to talk about the tournament. It's going to be a great time, and we hope to see you there as well. September 8th, Europa Halo Team Takedown number two. Check that out as well. Again, we're always in the Discord, so if you want to talk about that tournament and every other tournament that's there, by all means, feel free to do so. And then finally, September 10th, the Blam Gaming Halo Series Preliminary number three is going to be taking place. So there you go. Those are your tournaments for the week. Will, what do we got for the recaps of the week? All right, first up, we have the NLX Halo 3 2v2 results. 
Let's run through the placings. In fifth and sixth, we had Bad and Broido Bandito. What a Ooh, name. It's in, a good name. In fourth place, uh, we had Golden Mop and Sweppin. In third was Jimmy D and the BK. Second went to Team Hypnotic. And first place went to TMB. Challenge bracket will be included within the Google Doc of the show notes. Next up, we have the Melbourne Esports Open Halo FFA Saturday results. Third place went to Tay. Second went to Berserk. And first went to Aleo. We have, again, the Melbourne Esports Open Halo FFA, but Sunday results here. Third place went to Gohan. Second to Berserk. And first to Alejo. Um, it looks like uh, Berserk and Alejo coming in uh, second and first, the uh, obvious frontrunners there. Moving on, we have the Halo Outpost Discover Anaheim Discovery. Outpost Discovery Anaheim winners. On Friday, the Halo 5 free-for-all was uh, winner was Elusive, and Halo 3 was um, Rageborn Nerd. Again, that's three events in a row this man has taken home first. He should, con- should compete in some Halo 3 FFAs. He got another pair of Astros, too. Really? Yeah, he did. Damn. Yep. All right. On Saturday, Halo 5 was Luke Aurora. And, uh, Halo 3 winner was OSH Master. On Sunday, Halo 5 winner was Mellow Gamer. I probably wouldn't have been so mellow if uh, I won. But uh, And then the Halo 3 was Ultimega. So congrats to them. Taking home some Astros as prizes and for winning at Halo Outpost Discovery. And then uh, shout out to Dragonite for providing the results for all these tournaments across all three days. You're amazing. And also, uh, keep that name in your mind towards the end of the show. All right, moving on. The next tournament recap is Female Pro League August Halo 5 4v4 results. In fourth place, we had Team Yeehaw. Yeehaw! This was Angeezy, Violet Captures, Slothamus and Awakened Trinity. And third was Milkhouse Gaming. This included Lady Enchadina. Were you just about to say enchilada? You know what, man? I've been kind of craving some enchiladas. I think they'd be delicious. But I... I uh, All right. Enchidina. <laughs> Isn't it Echidna? 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 Fuck it. We're, we, yeah. So for interpretation... <laughs> <laughs> um, we have Revidos. Saltine Squad and Kitchen Bound. Second place went to Excellence. This was Domi Lags, Veronica, Janelle, and Minx. And first went to Guardians Gaming, which included Crandipus, Divine Damsel, Queen, and Command Station. Bracket will be included in the Google Doc in the show notes. Moving on, next up we have the Blam Gaming Halo Series Preliminary Number 2. Fourth place went to Sweaty Rookie and Simply Fear Me. Third went to Vemzy and Scariotic. Second was Stress and Gunpluction. And first was Command Station and Bound. Two first place finishes for Command Station. We have a lot of tournaments. Next one. Bobetta Feta's <laughs> Halo 5 2v2 results. Whoa! Seventh through eighth, we have Omnipresent and Very Nerdy and Vemzy and Next Scion. Fifth and sixth, Bards and si- Siege and NSG Serial and Smokey Dig. Fourth place went to Mr. Soul Snipe and Boom. Third, who took home $10, went to uh, El Halo Elite and Turtles. I like Turtles. Second was uh, Command Station and uh, Pink Hens Hurt. They took home 100 bucks. And then first place was Swish Fives and the Gold Star BR taking home $370. You really do that turtle shit? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, my God. Um, next up, the EAEL 
Halo 5, 2v2 results. This uh, took place on September 1st. 7th and 8th went to Divine Duo, which was Davina and Frenzy. And Marital Punishment, Fireboy and Precisionite. 5th and 6th, we had You're in Trouble, which was Boomy and Out B Spectra. And then PP Hard, Thorough and Alpha Fives. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, fourth place went to Undisputed, Less, and Mista. Third was SLG and Shady, which included um, SLG and Shady. Really? No way. Uh, second was Mocket, Warlord, and Batchford. And first place went to Future Pro on Reach, Legends, and Sika. They took home 50 euros. Congrats to them. Next and final tournament recap here is the Halo Wars 2 World Series qualifier number one by Europa Halo. Seventh and eighth place, Stormy Style and Hero Absolution. Fifth and sixth, Power Mose and Cars and Cameras. Fourth was EOD Spartan Seb. Third, Nintendo Hippie. Second, Almorente 99. And first place, we were talking about him not too long ago, Mike Beeson. (laughs) So... Congrats to Mike Beeston, um, Almorante 99 showing back up at the top. Uh, Went to a best of five in the grand finals as well. It was a really fun tournament to watch. You guys have not watched competitive Halo Wars 2 before. Highly recommend it. I think since I haven't played it and don't understand it, it's not as exciting for me. So I just need to dive in a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. That, that, uh, That does it for the tournament recaps of the week. Thank you, Will. That means... It's time for our, what would be weekly topic, but this time it is our UGC's Halo Classic Atlantic City preview. Let's talk about it. So we have some event for information, but first up, carpooling? This is a tweet by Noob Combo. You know Maddie Rums. He's great. Check out NoobCombo.com for all the latest competitive Halo information. He put out a tweet, and I quote, The Halo Classic in Atlantic City is next weekend. If you're flying into any of the surrounding airports and are willing to split a ride with other attendees, we've made a spreadsheet to add yourself and find others. You can go to noobcombo.com forward slash carpool for said spreadsheet. Next up, the player handbook. We talked about this last week, but I want to talk about this very important information for those who are attending and those who are going to be watching. So roster lock for each of the tournaments will occur Wednesday, September 4th. I did this multiple times last week. Will, what day? Wednesday, September 4th. What is it? Roster lock. On? Wednesday? Wednesday, September 4th. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Please, for the love of fucking God, have your rosters submitted at the proper locations by that time. Here's the event schedule. All times represented in Eastern time. Schedule is subject to change. On Friday, the September 6th, 10 a.m. registration, 12 p.m. warm-ups, uh, 2 p.m. Halo 3, the 4v4 and free-for-all start, and at midnight, the venue closes. On Saturday, the 7th, 10 a.m., the doors open, and the Halo 3, 4v4 and free-for-all continue. At 11 a.m., the Halo 1, 2v2 begins. At 1 p.m., the Halo 5, 2v2 begins, and at midnight, the venue closes. And finally, September 8th, which is a Sunday, 10 a.m., the doors open, 
The Halo 3 free-for-all and 4v4 continue, the Halo CE 2v2 continues, and the Halo 5 2v2 finals take place. At 12 p.m., Halo 3 free-for-all have their finals, and finally at 4 p.m., Halo 3 4v4 finals. What to bring? An Xbox One controller, participants of Halo 3 4v4 free-for-all and Halo 5, a micro-USB controller cable, an original Xbox controller if you're participating in the Halo 1 2v2, a headset, and your pass order number or email confirmation of purchase, or else you ain't fucking getting there, so do it. But where can you watch it? Great question. Primary stream is twitch.tv slash UGC and mixer.com slash UGC events. The featured station streams are at twitch.tv slash UGC underscore Bravo and UGC underscore Charlie. The Halo 1 stream, twitch.tv slash UGC underscore Delta. And the main stage red and blue team quad splits are at twitch.tv slash UGC red and twitch.tv slash UGC blue. Stream schedule. Eastern time, Friday, 2 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. There you go. We have a lot of talent that is going to be at this tournament. These include the desk host, which is Lottie, the stage host, which is Fallout, the floor host, which is LHS, commentator and floor host, Rob Gonzalez. Commentators include Golden Boy, Bravo, Trooper, Throoper, and Spaceman, and analyst commentators include Elamite, Clutch, and Shyway. Analysts and observers include Heinz and Nighty Knight, and the casters for the Halo CE tournament include Scrub, Twista, and Hardaway. There's probably more, but uh, that's all we got so far. And then a little free play announcement. This is a tweet over by uh, over from UGC Events, and I quote, Free play will be available all weekend long for Halo CE pass holders. Enjoy an authentic competitive LAN experience at the hashtag Halo Classic with original Xboxes and CRTs. Will, hit the button. Roster recap. What do we got for the rosters confirmed so far? All right, we'll start off with the Halo 3 4v4. Of course, Tox is going to be there. Includes Snakebite, Lethal, APG, and Royal 2. We have Team Mantra. This is Neighbor, Ace, Boobadoobo, and Demon D. We have Aspire Esports, Straight Sick, Ares, Shele, and Fantasy. We have TBD, Eco, Frosty, Snipedown, and Pistola. That's a, that's a matchup right there. Yep, that's... Uh, we have Lux Gaming, Goofy, Ryan Noob, Gilkey, and Gabriel. We have Team Trademark, which is Trippy, Penguin, Commonly, and Rain. Uh, team Infinite, Falcated, Shotzi, Sabinator, Blaze, Rose. The Goobers, Zerka, Cloud, Omega, and Porky J. We have RBG Esports. This includes Employee, Rowan, Scary, and Display. We have Guardians Gaming, Queen, Wikachu, Gun Type, Black Halo God. Carnage Gaming includes Hoaxer, Eli Elite, Lifestyle, and Posey. Team Side Effect is Elamite. Gunfire, Manipulator, and Chaos. Team Rain includes Hunter, JJX, Frosty the Truth, Prototype, and Elamite. Elumnite. 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 Yeah, sure. That's who, That's what it is. And then Team Chaotic, Jimbo, So Snaky, Dragonite, and Erupt. Moving on to the Halo 5 2v2. The only confirmed rosters we have are Dinoxide and Pyretic, and then Saiyan and Neptune. Yes. So with roster lock happening on Wednesday, I like we do, I just have what we have here. You know, I have what teams tweeted out. I have uh, the rankings that UGC put out, which we're going to get to very shortly. And yeah, so that's what we got. Obviously, there's plenty more. And in our post show next week, we're going to be talking a lot more about these teams, depending on where they placed. 
Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. But these have been confirmed. So we do have we have some big name pros coming back. Obviously, we do. Um, and some very common names we've heard out there before. Yep. Um, some rosters you need to look out for that TBD in, um, roster. I don't know if their name is really TBD or if it's, it's not to be determined. No, it's uh, Maddie posted it um, in the Discord. But go ahead, talk okay. about them. I'll find I mean, this. Eco and Frosty teaming with Snipedown and Pistola. Um, that's huge right there. They can make waves. Um, you have the previous denial now Aspire Esports straight sick Aries Shaylee and Fantasy. They've been able to make some good runs in the past. Can't deny them here. I think they can they can do some big things too. And then neighbor Ace Booba Dubu and Demon D. You have Booba Dubu the Young Gun, Demon D Ace Neighbor, all tr- t- tried and tested pros. They could they could make a run as well. Um. And then Lux Gaming going with Goofy, Ryan Noob, Gilkey, and Gabriel. Um, I don't know how much time they've had together, but, I mean, you can't really put any of these people out of the top with the amount of skill that's out there. It's um, We know the big gun is Tox. They've, yeah. pro- they've proven it. They've shown yep, it. They are. It's going to be a tough run for anyone to take them down, but do I you- think there's teams that could possibly do it. Right. So TBD is called All-Stars. All-Stars. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then do you want to read through what UGC has for their rankings here or yeah. the top 12 seeds? So this will be points allocated by the qualifiers. Yes. And based on who you have on your team, points add up to the total. So um, in 12th place, they have side effect, which we did not talk about. Um, oh, yes, we did. That's um, Alamite, Gunfire, Manipulator, and Chaos. Um, Carnage Gaming is in 11th. That is Hoaxer, Eli Elite, Lifestyle, and Posey. Guardians Gaming is in 10th. That includes Queen, Wikachu, Gun-Type, Black Halo, God. In 9th, RBG Esports, Employee, Rowan, Scary, and Display. I realize I'm reading everyone again, but here you go. It's it's worthwhile. In 8th place, you have the Goobers. This includes... Zerka, Cloud, Omega, and Porky J. Thank you. No problem. You read Uh, the name, I'll read the team. All right. 7th is Infinite. That's Falcated, Shotzi, Sabinator, and Blaze Rose. Six is Trademark. That's Trippy, Penguin, Commonly, and Rain. Fifth, we have Lux Gaming. Goofy, Ryan, Noob, Gilkey, Gabriel. Fourth is All Stars. Eco, Frosty, Snapdown, and Pistola. Third, Aspire Esports. Straight Sick, Aries, Shele, and Fantasy. Two is Mantra. Neighbor, Ace, Boo Boo and Demon D. And number one, Tox. Snake Bite, Lethal, APG, Royal 2. There you go. Yes. So, okay. Let's... Predictions, right? Let's get into it. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead? Do you want to take first? Sure. Go for um, it. What do you got? I can't. Tox has been so dominated, dom- dominate, not dominant. Yes. Over all these other teams. And they've remained consistent and they're still the same team. Yeah. It's hard to not put them first place. Yep. So let's, let's leave them there. Okay. Top of the pedestal, Tox Gaming I'm takes right home Atlantic City. I'm right with you. Um, second place. This is tough. Yeah. Um, I could see it being a ton of... It, it all depends. Yep. All depends on how these other teams come to play. Right. How much practice they put in together, if they're ready to go on game day. So that's the thing, right? Is that now that this All-Stars squad has been announced. 
people are thinking, oh my God, this could totally shake it up. They could make a run for first and whatnot. Now, don't get me wrong. Snipe down Pistola and Eco, absolutely fantastic players, right? Frosty, competing in COD, is coming back for this tournament. Who knows what he's going to be like? Even though he's he's proved himself. He's definitely yep. proven himself. But gets back to the whole team chemistry. How long have they been practicing together? Uh, was this team just announced and it was just formed at that same time? Or had they been practicing together for a little bit beforehand? Because while the individual talent on that roster is fantastic and Snipe Down and Pistola have been the longest running duo, like they, they've been teammates for so long, that chemistry is there. I don't know about the other two. I don't know how that team's going to congeal, you know? Yeah, you also have to look at um, Snipe Down's been competing in Apex. Yep. He's not been 100% diving into Halo. Right. So, But at least he's been consistently on the sticks, you know? That's true. Yes. That's true. And he does play Apex with a controller, so at least he's been on the sticks. Yeah. Um, but So do you put them second? Do you think they have enough to make it to second? I mean, with... I don't think they get second. Okay, we're... I'm going to let... No, okay. I'm going to let you do your predictions first because I'm taking yours. So you do your predictions. Yeah. Then I'll do mine. Oh, I, I, but I've agreed with what you said. Um, history has shown that Snipe Down and Pistola usually have some slow starts too. Sure. Maybe they have to fight their way through losers. I don't know. Um, I'm honestly... I think I'm going to put... Because of the work they've done and where they've come, I'm going to put for second Aspire Esports. I think they make it back up there. Okay. Um, I think your third, fourth is Mantra, TBD, or All Stars. Okay. Lux Gaming could also break into that two th- or the, into that three, four. Okay. Um, but with that being said, my five, six is going to be. I think Lux trademark followed by seventh, eighth will be infinite and mm, eighth. So eighth place for me is kind of, it's kind of cloudy, right? Sure. So we have, who do we have left? We have goobers, maybe, maybe Jimbo and so snaky come in top eight okay okay i can respect that because they've been there they've but but we haven't seen eu place well recently right so it's hard to say that i mean top eight maybe so i guess i'm gonna have i'll have trademark and team chaotic on that fringe eight nine that's that's where i'm at what about you where, where what do you have for this hold on i want you to run me through yours one more time so who do you have for first talks talks i'm documenting this because, oh he's writing it down no because i want like i want us to come back to this oh um, for sure yeah and like see where we ended up right yeah who do you got for second second i put aspire esports okay aspire okay what do you got for third um or third fourth i mean uh tb uh tbd uh, all stars and mantra okay all stars and mantra okay who do you got for fifth six um, Lux and Trademark. Okay, and who do you got for 7th, 8th? Let's go Infinite 
and Team Chaotic. I'll throw them in there. Okay. All right. Very nice. Let's hear it. What do you got? Toxin first. Oh, big shocker. I know, right? It's fucking crazy. Uh, no, I just think they've been, like you said, like we've said, completely dominant, remain consistent. They're still the same team. I think they have what it takes to win. Um, it could be dicey getting towards the semifinals, winners, finals, grand finals. Like it could be a little bit more difficult for them considering all the, the other teams have been weeded out. Right. Um, but I still believe they take it. So first place for me is going to go to talks. Second is like I said, a lot harder for me. So looking at the rosters that we have right now, right? That's, that's fucking tough. Okay. It's tough because a lot of these rosters have been shaken up since we've last seen them. They have. And there's not been consistency in placings in what we've seen from tournaments from these sets of players. Right. Okay. Oh boy. I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Okay. My second place team is going to be trademark. Trippy penguin commonly in rain. Okay. So commonly in rains, the, those are the dark horse people on this roster for sure. But I'm looking at the previous placings that trippy and penguin have received. They won the red bull two V two. Okay. That was halo three. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm not mistaken, what did they, they won the, the event after that or trippy did right. I yeah, can't recall. They won something I can't recall off that. the top of my head, but sure. Um, those two are a formidable duo. Now I know that two players don't win games, but uh, Trippy recently had a little interview with the HCS team, like leading into the Halo Classic here. Like I said, it could be completely out there, but I'm gonna give them second here. Okay. I truly, yeah. That's what I'm going to say for my second did that, place team. Did that interview give you light into anything? that? It, it just, it. He, he was talking about how great commonly and rain are as guys. And I've seen that. I've witnessed that. Like when uh, rain was on the team liquid squad in during halo five, uh, rain's fantastic. Rain's a great player. And commonly has always been consistent. He had a, he had a tremendous, as we talked about in the Sane interview, Sane had a tremendous rise, right? Commonly the same thing. Basically he, came from what felt like nowhere. And then he was on EG alongside snipe down. It was like, what the fuck? And it, it was, it was insane. So commonly definitely has chops as well. Halo three could be a completely different beast, but we know that they've played these games before, maybe not competitively, but they played the games before regardless. So with the duo that is trippy and penguin, Yeah, I'm going to put them at second. It's it's a weird pick, but I'm going to put them at second. Okay? Third, fourth. I'm going to give this to Mantra and TBD. Okay. I think these are solid, um, or all-stars, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, all-stars. Um, 
I think these are solid picks. They're they're clearly at, at top of rankings and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I would say three four for them. Again, this comes down to the what could be the lack of consistency between TBD or All Stars with Eco and Frosty. Uh, Frosty coming from COD over to this Eco. Um, he has shown that he's fantastic. He was on talks for a very short time, but they proved themselves as well. So they could easily be a top two, but I don't know. I, I For a first event that they're going to be together, I don't think they're going to do it. So three, four for them. And then Mantra. So here's my problem, okay? Mantra was close to being my second pick. Mantra was right there to being my second place pick. The reason why they are not, and this is going to sound fucking terrible, is because of Boo Boo Doo Boo and Demon D. Okay? Not proven? No, th- that's the thing, is that they are proven, but I feel there's just inconsistencies there. Okay. Ace plays out of his goddamn mind all the time. So I have no worries about Ace. I have no second thoughts about Ace. Neighbor... If he's playing on point, he is unbelievable. Same with Demon D. But I guess there's just minor inconsistencies that I have with those three players that put them in the 3-4 spot for me. But yeah, otherwise they'd be my top two. Um, Okay, that's my 3-4. Fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth. I'm going to give it to Aspire. And we're going to go Lux Gaming. Okay. That's my fifth and sixth. Um, Aspire with their pickup of fantasy. Okay. I think that, I think that's a great squad. They're consistent. Obviously they've mainly remained together for the most part. And just a great group of guys, just a great group of guys in that squad. Um, again, this is going to sound fucking terrible, but the, the problem that I have is I think there's just better talent on other teams. That's why they're in my fifth, sixth spot. And then Lux Gaming, uh, not proven to me yet. Um, Ryanoob can have amazing games, right? But he can also have terrible games. He's your, he's not the guy who's going to go out and make an all-star play for you, but he's going to set things up. So I think it's on, exactly. it's it's really not on Ryanoob. It's around the, the guys around him. So here's the thing. I think it's on Gilkey and Goofy, okay? Because Gabriel coming on the squad from GMS. We were all surprised by this because Gabriel come out and said that he's not going to be competing at this event. Yeah. And then Lux gaming put out their tweet like shortly after saying, Hey, here's our roster. Gabriel's on it. And we're like, what? We yes, we thought he has fucking arthritis and health problems. What? What he's- if that comes to bite him in the ass when he competes? Sure. That could be a huge detriment for that roster. So they, those are my those are my uh, fifth six spots. All right, seventh eighth. These could basically go to anybody at this point, but just for the sake of it, I'll go infinite. Um, and then who do I want? You know what? Sorry, Euro- European teams, but I'm gonna go goobers. <laughs> Um, Ubers. Yep. I think that Zerka and cloud have proven themselves multiple times. Now the, the problem, I don't think they break like 
th- that's the thing is that with seventh and eighth, I really, based off the confirmed rosters that we have, I think it could go anywhere, but yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Jimbo and so snaky are great. Don't get me wrong. And they could, they could easily be there too, but I have no idea about Dragonite and Erupt. I have no idea. Um, do you mind if I throw out a couple Dark Horse teams to watch out for? Yeah, who, who are you thinking? So, the ones that come to mind right away, again, this is based off confirmed rosters, I'm basically going through them all at this point, but um, that Guardians Gaming with Queen and Guntype, they could be a Dark Horse squad to watch out for. Uh, Carnage with... I mean, Hoax or Eli Elite and Lifestyle, they're, yeah, I think there's something to look out for as well. Hashtag just a coach. Um, and then Rain, Hunter JJX has been around for a very long time. Um, Prototype, been around for a very long time. And then Alumni as well, been around for quite some time as well. Hashtag just a coach. Um, and then, of course, Team Chaotic. I can't throw the EU guys under the bus. You know, they could definitely show up to this event for sure. But again, I just, my problem is that I think that there's just better talent on other teams. That's my problem. But I think all those teams are ones to definitely look out for and they could, they could cause some upsets in the lower tiers of the brackets. I don't think they're going to be making it a top six, top four, but in that seventh, eighth spot, they could definitely have something to prove. All right. That's what I got. All right. Moving away from the talent. Yes. The broadcast. The broadcast. Oh, fuck me. We, we okay. talked about it a little bit before, but Ooh, yep, it's got to be on point. Yep. We we need Halo to remain uh, just, uh, we need it to grow at this point. We do. Um, and the only way it's going to, that's going to happen in the esports realm is by putting on great events. Right. And I have, I have nothing but respect for the UGC crew for like doing everything that they can to make this a be- the best event that they possibly can. Like I said, nothing but respect for them. But I'm not I'm going to be the first person to say whether the broadcast is shit or not, right? It's I wish I had the luxury of being able to go to the event, right? I have a 6-month-old daughter at home. We can't go anywhere. I'm not going to take her with me. Um us being able to go to Outpost Chicago was a blessing, right? We're able to take that time. The wife and the baby were able to stay home. We were able to take that time for ourselves and enjoy that. I wish we could go to Halo Classic and be there in person and experience it, but we're not. So we're going to be experiencing through the streams, but it's not just us experiencing it through the streams. There's potentially thousands upon thousands of people that will be watching, right? You want to make it the best experience for them as well. Okay. The first Halo Classic was not ideal, to put it simply. Um, there was a lot of room for improvement, and I'm, I know that they've taken that feedback. I just hope that they've taken it to heart, and they've learned from it, and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to wait and see what happens for this event. But what I want specifically, content during break times. Okay, not. I, I honestly don't know if you're going to get that with a grassroots content creator. Yeah, let's be real. It could be tough. I yeah, but why does that have to be this? Why does that have to be the way we think about it? Like, why does it have to be? Oh, it's just a grassroots event. 
whatever. Because they, I mean, honestly, they don't have the amount of um, resources that HGS or MLG have. So to counteract that, I think UGC of all people do. They should at this point. Right. I think they are the one organizer that does have that as close to it as possible. I'm not talking about an MLG style event, but as close to an HCS style event that they can get to. I think UGC would be the the representation for that. But the Face It Ignite event, right? It was a background screen with music playing over it. That's all it was. Yeah. Do, Do better than that, obviously, and then try to be better than just having a montage being played or just having the same clips being shown over and over again. Have something. And then the one of my other stipulations is I want the least amount of downtime possible. The amount of downtime between matches at the first Halo Classic was unbelievable. Like I mean let's let's think about it though. Match ends, right? Match ends, yep. It gives five like so we're saying fifteen minutes between matches, right? Sure. Five minutes set up. Five minutes to get the current team off. Five minutes to get next team on. Five minutes to get set up with settings, controllers. Sure. I mean, that's still a pretty tight window. Right. In but which if they case, can tune it down to three minutes to get teams on, three minutes to get teams off. So let's say, let's keep with your 15-minute strategy. Okay? Yeah. Let's just keep that. Let's stay at the top end, right? Pending no technical difficulties, which could happen. But let's just say an ideal situation, 15 minutes, whatever. At that point, give us... You have so many, you have so much talent there to cover the entire event, right? Mm-hmm. Have interviews on the floor. Talk to spectators. See how they're doing. See how they're enjoying the event. Maybe have like little mini games taking place where people can win prizes or something and, and, and broadcast those during the downtimes. Just try as best you can to keep people engaged and tuned in. Don't get me wrong. I like doing stuff around my house, like around the house when there's not a match going on. But if I can do stuff around the house while still being engaged with the stream, that's even better. So, yeah, that's that's what I'd say. I'm fine if it still stays at 15 minutes. Just give me something to watch in the meantime. And you have so much talent there. I don't see how that would be an issue. As long as my third point comes into view here, all the streams work. And they're basically always on when they're supposed to be, right? Not this Delta stream not working for basically the entire tournament. But have them on, have them live. Now, the Bravo, the Charlie, the Delta streams, that could be that could be a lot more difficult to have things going on during break times. That I understand. In an ideal world, I would love to have things on on that one too. Like a Halo 1 stream, for example, on Delta, right? Maybe during the break times on that, you have that stage host interviewing the Halo 1 people, right? So you're consistently having the content there. You have the mainstream focusing on the 4v4 or whatever's going on there. You have that Delta stream mainly focusing on the CE stuff, but you have that consistent flow of content that's taking place. Because a lot of people tuning in, right? More than likely are only tuning in for the Halo 3 4v4, right? Why not shine that light on the other people that are competing for those other tournaments that are taking place, because there's some big names that are competing in the Halo five, two V two. Yeah. Shine those lights on, shine the spotlight on those people. 
let the people at home know what's going on at the event. That's what I got. What do you got? Yeah, I would agree saying, um, make sure everything's spot on. Um, I mean, sometimes you can't account for technical difficulties, but make sure day one's just not a train wreck. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, that is a big one. Yeah. The stuff in between is huge. Um, for me thinking at it from a broadcast standpoint, I mean, if you're having interviews on those different channels and whatnot, that means you have four different producers or five, basically four different head producers calling the shots on what you need done, where need, where to go, where to be. Um, I don't really know if UGC has that or has it set up that way, but um, it's possible if they do, it would just take a lot of coordination. Um, I just want it to be fun. It really in the, in the long run, that's what I want. I want it to be enjoyable to watch, not feel like I'm wasting most of my time waiting for matches. I want to be engaged watching matches, watching content. hundred percent. So that's really what it comes down to. Sounds good. Well, Will, big tournament this weekend. UGC's Halo Classic Atlantic City. Uh, Their biggest one yet. Multiple side tournaments that are taking place as well. So to run it all down, for those who don't know, there's a Halo 3 4v4. There's a Halo 3 free-for-all. There's a Halo 5 2v2 and a Halo 1 2v2 as well. All taking place at the event. The event, the 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 event venue itself is going to be massive. Should be more than able to accommodate everybody that's going to be there. Um, to everybody that is going to be there in person, we wish you the best of luck competing, spectating, whatever it may be. Please let us know your thoughts on the tournament uh, in the Discord. Will's going to plug it later on, and yeah, I'm I'm excited. I I know that I've been consistently critiquing them at UGC and it sounds like I'm being a fucking hard ass all the time. I want what's best for it as well. Right. I want them to succeed more than anything in the world because that just means that everybody else is having a good time. And I know that there's so much work that gets done behind the scenes. So I'm just going to say right now, actually, fuck it. I'll wait for the shout out segment, but that's all I got. Is there anything you want to talk about with the Halo class before we move on? I'm good. All right. Which means it's time for some shout outs. As I hinted to earlier, I want to say shout out to everybody that's going to be working behind the scenes at UGC's the Halo Classic Atlantic City. Your work does not go unnoticed. I say it all the time and I truly mean it. Without you guys doing the work, putting in those hours day in, day out, leading up to and during the event, This event would not be possible without you all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm very excited for this tournament this weekend. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, Next up, shout out to everyone who joined in the community play date. I believe this included Goalie Sniper, High Tech Redneck, Night Fox, and Maddie Rums. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much for joining in on the games. And then finally, shout out and congratulations to everyone involved in Halo Outpost Discovery. The very first tour has completed. You guys are all fantastic. Um, we talked about the experience that we had with heavy rainfall. If you haven't, I've done what three or four different episode plugs this time. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, if you have not listened to that episode yet, we did a full show with David from Midwest Esports, aka Heavy Rainfall. No, I'm not going to say the the stupid version of Midwest Esports. I'm not going to do that to you, Dave. Don't worry. Um, but seriously, please go listen to that episode. Dave it was a pleasure having you on. Um, brought some great insight as well, and. 
we talked about Halo Outpost, and it was a great experience. Um, to everybody involved in that, you guys did a phenomenal job. We're very much looking forward to the next leg, whatever, whenever, and whatever that gets announced as. Um, also, a couple special shout-outs here. Uh, DJ Blue for for basically putting on the entire thing, uh, organizing, uh, orchestrating basically the entire thing. You're phenomenal. Um, and then a special shout-out to Dragonite as well for putting on all the competitive tournaments that took place day in, day out at every single stop of Halo Outpost Discovery. Remember how I told you, Will, to keep that name in your mind? Dragonite? Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why. So I reached out to him on Twitter, and Will and I had talked about this previously. There's going to come a time where we're going to have Dragonite on the show um, for an interview because we, we want to know his experience with Halo Outpost Discovery. We want to know for him what it was like to put on these tournaments day in, day out, be at the top of his game 100% of the time because he was... And we also want to learn more about him as an individual within the community as well. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming down the line. Um, And then I guess we'll just say this now. We also intend to have DJ Blue on the show at some point in time to talk about the overall Halo Outpost Discovery experience, what went into organizing the event, and what he thought and what his plans are for the future. We're excited to have that happen as well. Again, down the line, stay tuned for something like that to happen. Um... Will, that's it for the shout-outs. It's time for some community creations, Will. First and foremost, Meme Monday. It's on Reddit every Monday. Memes, reddit.com forward slash Halo. I mean, well, reddit.com slash r slash Halo. Holy shit. You almost messed that up, man. I almost did. You know, just like dates. I fucked those up, too. It is what it is. Whatever. Could be a lot better. Could be a lot worse. There it is. Bada bang, bada boom. Uh, next up, Halo-themed tile competitor found me. This is over on foundme, F-O-U-N-D-M-I.com. So you know what tiles are, Will? Like the, the things that can find your yeah, other trackers. devices? Yeah. Yep. So foundme is a competitor to tile, and they have Halo-themed ones. Oh. Yeah, look fucking awesome. Check them out. Uh, next up, Shaylee and Kyle, a Halo 3 dual edited by Valu over on YouTube.com. Check it out. Next up, Semi-Amateur, which is a Halo 3 MCC montage by Squatting Bear. Over on YouTube, check that out. We have Daily Twitter Clips, Volume 14 by Scud Puddle, or Spud Cuddle, as we now call him, um, over on YouTube.com. Check that out. Next up, Single Halo Clips, July 2019, Halo MCC Top 10 with commentary by KMAD, or KMADify, over on YouTube.com. You should check that out. Um, And I feel really bad, Will. We have not given any or enough love to single halo clips. So for those who don't know, go to single halo clips on Twitter, follow single halo clips on Twitter, subscribe to them on YouTube. They're putting out uh, like Twitch clip compilations from halo and all that stuff. As long as they're submitted, go ahead and check them out. They're great compilations. And this one was commentated by KMAD, which is fucking awesome. Um, next up, we have art being sold at UGC's the halo classic Atlantic city. This is uh, by Dexter underscore art on Twitter. Check it out. The art pieces are incredible, and I wish I was there because I'd buy them. Um, next up, we have Clips of the Week number 17 by High Tech Redneck over on YouTube.com. Check it out. As always, they're fantastic. And finally, we have, oh, yes, Will, the HCS Pro Talk at Halo Outpost Discovery. Will completed the vlog. I did. It's on YouTube. It's okay. I mean, it for, for the first one, I don't think it was bad. We, okay, so we, like, our first inception was, like, we're going to treat it like we're actually vlogging, right? Yep. Like, we're there. Yep, break it down, Will. 
the videos we took were more like we were streaming and you were live with us. So a lot of the footage I couldn't really use because sure. it didn't make sense yeah. the way we were talking. It just would have created more confusion. And day two is basically completely not there. Day two, <laughs> we did not film ourselves at all. We took pictures. Yep. But we didn't, we, we had the end when day three started, I like fired up the camera and I'm like, wait, we didn't do anything yesterday. Nope. So, um, the video, it is what it is. It's our first shot at putting up a video like this. So be nice, please. That's right. And we weren't going to lie to you and just do like a wardrobe change and just like film a day two, like during day three, we ain't about that life. We just literally didn't film anything for day two. So it is what it is. We hope you enjoy the video though. I liked it. All right. Yeah. Had a, got a lot of pictures, um, few videos. Um, my favorite shot was when you were playing PC and I like slowly zoom in on the, on the warthog, uh, on the warthog and then zoom back out. That yeah. was, uh, that felt pretty cool. But anyway, also reach on PC felt great. Reach on PC. Yes. Yes. Will. That's it for the community creations. You know what I'm going to do? What's that? So I got some homework I got to do tonight, oh. but uh, I'm going to go to Outback Steakhouse. I heard that uh, you, you know you were supposed to go, yeah, but forgot we were recording, yeah, and now you had to delay it, yeah. And Atana was really upset. She was looking forward to, because she wanted to go like over the week, yeah. And I told her, "We'll go on Monday. We'll go on Monday. We'll go on Monday." And uh, oops, <laughs> so we're gonna go. Uh, she can get her blooming onion that she wants, and then I'll eat whatever I get, and it'll be a great time. All right. And then uh, also, I'm picking up my gaming laptop tomorrow. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm very excited. It'll be a good time. I've never owned an actual gaming laptop before. I've always had laptops, but like, I mean, I haven't had one for a while because I have my gaming PC, obviously. But yeah, the, the only time I've had laptops is like for uh, documents and all that. I've never had an actual gaming laptop before. So I'm excited. I hope it works out for you. I hope so too. I hope you get good use out of it. More. I think the reason why I want it is because with my daughter... Uh, we put her to bed around seven or eight, right? And she sleeps basically through the night now, but we're tired. You know, it's it's usually long days at work and then taking care of her, getting her ready for bed and all that. So the last thing I want to do is be sitting at my computer downstairs in the living room. So now I'm able to take this upstairs with me, maybe play a couple rounds of something before bed and boom, we're right there. So I think I'll get some use out of it. Here's hoping. All right. Will... That's what I got going on tonight. What do you got going on tonight? Uh, I'll probably edit the show and go to bed. Will, plug the show, please. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HDS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. You can join our Discord, join the community discussion. Lots of great talk going on over there about tournaments, Halo, whatever it may be, other games. Join the Discord. Um, you can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HGS Pro Talk on your Xbox. We are on social media over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Esportspedia as well. Go check us out. Just search for HGS Pro Talk on those platforms. We're on the stuffs. We're, we're there. Josh? Yeah. What do we have on our next episode? Great question, Will. On the next episode of HGS Pro Talk, we have our UGC's The Halo Classic Atlantic City Post Show. We're probably going to be talking about other rosters and all that stuff. The results, the the series, the broadcast. Just prepare for hot takes. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, I hope not. I hope I don't have hot takes. 
I hope everything went well yes. and it's all good. Yep. That's all Josh says. That's it. It's the right. end of the episode. Um, and then we also have Halo Draft League information and announcements. So there's been a lot of stuff happening with the Halo Draft League with their uh, two leagues that are going to be going on. Um, a lot of information has come out, which we haven't talked about yet because I've been waiting for everything, which I believe we are going to be talking about everything next week. So stay tuned for all that. There's a lot to talk about. Rosters, announcements, the whole shebang, the whole kit caboodle. Earthang. Hey, well, guess what? What? That's going to do it for episode 90, the big old nine zero of HGS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening and uh, tune in next week where we talk about the results of the next major tournament. Hey, Will. Yeah. But until then, bye-bye.